What's going on, everybody? Welcome to 2021. Welcome to the Siege Mentality Podcast, episode number 18. It's been a while. Oh, NBA, the world, our lives. It's been a crazy month, but it is glad to have you back, Ricky. What's going on? Yeah, we're in the middle of crossover, although I guess with the NFL playoffs, it's kind of ramped down a little. But if you hear us on edge and griping at one another, just realize it's because we're basically like overworked adults who are uh, work married to one another. And we've, we've had a lot of each other in recent weeks because of NBA, NFL, etc. But no, I'm, I'm glad we're back and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I was thinking that it's just been like, I was like, man, Ricky's a little snippy today. Uh, we were talking about projections, and I was like, man, it seems like Ricky's on edge a little today. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny that you said it. It's like, all right, at least the read through, like, the DMs was, was right. Ricky's, like, just on edge today. Um, oh, we got six NFL games. We're, we're not doing our normal um, NFL Now show uh, on Saturday morning because, well, Saturday mornings are busy and... Let's be real, uh, just not going to happen. Uh, that being said, we'll, we'll preview these games. I have to be honest, though, Ricky, um, how much time have you spent looking at NFL this week? I, I'm probably at, like, three hours max, maybe four. Yeah, I think you're over me this week because, uh, as you guys know, if you're on Elite Fantasy, I do the NBA projections. That, those take quite a bit of time. So even after I've done my initial run, i got to go back. i got to run optimals. i got to be like, okay, it's this guy – correct and you go through it and you do that over and over and over so and then it's yeah. completely worthless by 5 p.m eastern 6 p.m eastern and you gotta start all over again exactly then a superstar gets ruled out you were perfect on their fantasy point per minute because you looked at it three times and now their fantasy point per minute has changed because of who's on the floor and tis life yeah 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 and then you know variance happens too i'm just last night's portland game was just so frustrating to me uh just, if Minnesota keeps that game close, like we're doing, we're doing donuts in our new Ferrari today. Uh, I just Nurkic was on his way to sixty, on his way to sixty, and then Lillard's just like, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm just going to shoot now, and I'm going to make everything. So. D'Angelo Russell had 37 fantasy points in 23 minutes, didn't play the fourth, and then played Anthony Edwards the entire fourth. I actually made a note of that. That like moving forward, if I think the game's going to blow out, Anthony Edwards gets in the pool. Yeah, it's not the first time. Basically, either. give him a point guard on the floor. I, I made a huge mental note of that as I'm watching this blowout. And the game got to like 16, 17. I was like, um, like the, like the 6:30 mark. Like they cut it from 32 to 15. I was like, you know, Minnesota scores on like one more possession here, and uh, the starters might have to come back. And then they made a 6-0 run the other way, and that was that. But it got oh, a little it. to the point. I was like, uh, you could tell that uh, Ryan Saunders too was getting into it. He's like, come on. Get us a stop. Like, he was, like, he could feel the momentum. And then, like, they missed an open three. But, um... It was 28 minutes, by the way. But he did have another five, six minutes stint in him. It wasn't 23. Yeah, Beasley, too, like, lost a ton of time, too. It was just yeah. one of those... It was just frustrating. And, like, the Portland distribution of points, too, just was, like, so... I mean, Lillard just went bonkers. But, I mean, Nurkic could have easily had 55. Covington could have had, like, 35. It's just one of those days. Um, but... All right, let's stop tilting about a random NBA game that I'm sure half the people don't even know which game we're talking about. Let's talk with some NFL here. Um, this is going to be pretty generic, i got to be honest, because, again, I haven't exactly done a deep dive. I, I mean, I, I am going to play the Super Draft six-game slate. Well, mostly because I asked them to. 
put a six game slate up. So I guess that requires me to play it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> you will definitely get a message from Ricky Stroud if. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna register it probably when I head over to make some sports bets and uh, register uh, Super Draft NBA. I actually think this is a really good Super Draft NBA slate. So uh, I'm gonna fire. Out. He'll he'll see me in there in a little bit, so he can fear not. Um, let's start with the first game. It's the Colts. It's the Buffalo Bills. Six-point favorites here, uh, the Bills. Um, you know, this is an interesting spot. You know, I, I, I've mentioned that the, the Colts are a good secondary here. Um, the Bills' passing attack is one of the best. That's going to be kind of a like-on-like matchup. Who can dominate that matchup? Um, and on the other side, you know, Colts can run the ball. Bills run defense. Ben suspect this year. Um this is one of those games where I think that this game could shoot out. It's got the highest total, or second highest total of the week, but I can see this one just completely shooting out here. Yeah, and I got to give you some props on that Colts defense being overrated. Down the stretch, we kind of saw that, right? They allowed, let's see, it was 27, was, oh no, it was 24 plus points in three of their last four, but there were a bunch of shootouts down the stretch. There was that game they gave up 45 to Tennessee uh, on November 29th. November 22nd, they gave up 31. So Josh Allen, who has looked just absolutely unstoppable, uh, I don't have many reservations here. They have, you know, an extremely high team total. And I think for daily fantasy purposes, a lot of people are going to go there. But I don't really see any reason why they're going to be, you know, unfortunate chalk. So... I'm with you. I mean, we've been playing offenses against the Colts in the regular season, so now heading into the playoffs with a quarterback that I'm feeling quite good about, I think it's more of a question of who do you pair him with. Yeah, I I think Beasley and Diggs are obviously your chalk options. Davis is kind of a low-owned pivot. Um, He's looked good this season. John Brown will be back, but John Brown just hasn't really – I don't know. I've never been a John Brown guy. Um there's a tweet from September, I think. You could find me where I said Gabriel Davis is better than John Brown, and people were not happy about it, but uh, stood by it, and then John Brown like missed the whole season. So, um, Yeah, I think this game shoots out. I, I think the Colts on the other side can do some stuff on the ground with Jonathan Taylor. Hines in the short passing game I think is a really interesting look, especially if they do get down. Um, you can see a little bit more Hines running and doing the short passing game work, especially on those PPR sites. I think he's interesting. And then, of course, I have to roster Michael Pittman because if he's not winning someone a million dollars, that's not me. Like, I'm just going to roster him every slate. Um, it's probably not going to be this year. I've kind of, like, conceded that it's probably going to be next year with Carson Wentz or whoever they bring in. Uh, but um, I, I, I certainly um, I, I have to roster him. I just think he's too good to be at this price point. Um, he's just a good player, and someone will figure it out eventually. Yeah, we should note um... – DeForest Buckner, limited back to limited practice on Friday, which you know should help if he plays. I'm guessing he's going to. Rocky Sin, the cornerback, out with concussion, officially ruled out. I saw that there were two of their you know impactful defenders that may or may not play. It looks like Buckner could be on pace to play, but Yasin is out, which makes uh, obviously Stefan Diggs even that much stronger of a play. And on the Buffalo side. They really haven't been that great against number one receivers this year. Everyone's been afraid of Tredavious. Do you? I don't think Tredavious goes on the inside. I think T.Y. Hilton, by the way, is, is a good play as the run back. 
I know he kind of had a resurgence late in the season. I think he's also going to be in a good position on the field to not have to face the best corners here. So I think if I'm playing Allen, I do agree with you that I think there, there could be shootout potential here, and I would want to run it back, and I think T.Y. Hilton would be that guy. Yeah, Hilton is definitely fine. It's probably Hilton or Hines for me. Like, Jonathan Taylor would be kind of like the, I think the Colts win the game and they get out in front kind of build, but yeah, I think that's going to be overly used, so probably not one that I'm going to use myself. Anything else about this game you want to mention? That's <coughs> it. Okay, great. Let's do it. Let's move on to our next game. It is the Los Angeles Rams. It is the Seattle Seahawks here. Um, three and a half the spread here. Seattle three point half point favorites. Forty two and a half total. Jared Goff gonna play. I'm really sad. I wanted Wolford to start. I th- I'm not sure that this <laughs> is a good idea. To be honest, like the guy had surgery twelve days ago on his hand. Um, Wolford just got hilariously unlucky in the touchdown department. He played well. Like I honestly thought against the Seattle defense he'd be a better fit than a pure pocket passer who might not be able to pass. That being said, Vegas apparently is not too concerned. They're betting the Rams here. This is the lowest total of the week. I gotta be honest, I'm not sure why this is the lowest total of the week. Like, why... Again, I think I said things when these teams played in the regular season too, and it didn't go out... It didn't work this way, so maybe I'm just wrong, but like, why would these teams run against each other? Like, why? Like, they can't. Like, why are we doing the same thing over and over again? Uh, I mean, you said it with Goff's hand, and I think that's reason enough alone. And Goff, I mean, some very poor performances against Seattle this year. I guess he threw for 300 yards in that first one, so he just was you know, kind of unlucky in the touchdown department. But if they're starting a quarterback who's not at 100%, you may run just to kind of try and protect him. So I do like Cam Akers here. Tell me if I'm crazy. But I know Seattle hasn't uh, allowed a ton. But if they commit to him as the volume guy because he's looked like the best back and in the playoffs, I would guess you would go to your best back. We've seen that season after season. I think he's an okay speculative play, obviously, if you're playing cash games, which I do not. He would be nowhere near that lineup. But in tournaments, I think it's a little different. Yeah, I think Robert Woods is always a guy that's in play on the Seattle side. You know, Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf. But again, this is one of the lowest team totals of the week. I wouldn't go super crazy. Um, I think that this is, you know, it's interesting. I'm thinking about like an FFPC tournament contest. I'm, I got eight teams in it, and I, I got to fill them out tonight. Um, you basically take one player from each team but two. Um, and you ride them out, you get more points as you go along. I was thinking about, uh, you know, like I hadn't even thought about not playing any Rams, but they do have the lowest team total of like any team on the slate, um, yeah. save for like Chicago, and it's even close. So maybe I, I, I'm going to think about maybe, um, like if the field's going to be playing Rams, maybe I should fade Rams. But um, yeah, I, I think this is definitely kind of a game that I'm not really going to have a ton of interest in. I just think there's better leverage spots in some of these other games. How can Vegas be sleeping on the Bears' elite offense like that? Yeah. Tampa Bay at Washington. <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge that comment. Uh, eight and a half uh, Tampa's favored here against the Washington, who made the playoffs at uh, seven and nine. Look, the Washington pass rush could be an issue for Tom Brady. I, I think that's a possibility. But end of the day, I think they, they know if they hold up, they can beat the secondary Mike Evans, I expect to play and be limited. 
Um, I think the leverage play off him is Antonio Brown. Yep. Right? If Evans is kind of more of a decoy role, he could have a monster game. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Do you think this game, like looking at this earlier in the week, I thought this was a game that had the sneaky upset potential. I just don't know how Alex Smith's going to survive. Well, it's it's the same formula they used to beat the Steelers, even though I think the Steelers were a fraudulent team. The problem is the pass rush for Tampa is just way better. It is. Alex Smith. Uh, I guess Watt is, you can argue that he's quite good. That's one player, though. I mean, the Tampa line is, like, loaded. And, and I know that Ron Rivera's taking the same thing because he was talking about player playing hinky, like, on Monday. Which was, like, the first red flag. Like, yeah, you see the same problem I do. You can't block anyone. And Alex Smith can't, like, move. Are you concerned how good Washington was versus the pass in the regular season? I'm going to go on record and say I'm not. I'm this is not, not like a DV. Yeah. So many weapons here. Yeah. I will say, though, a night game in Washington outdoors isn't great. But Tom Brady's primetime record has been pretty atrocious the last couple of years. But... Yeah, I don't think this is one that I would load up in daily fantasy. I would pick my pieces with Tampa, and on paper, the way to beat Washington has been on the ground. I just don't think that's how they approach this. I think they'll they'll do plenty of passing, and you'll just have to get the guy who... You're right, if Evans is limited, I think Antonio Brown's kind of a good call here. Yeah, Godwin too. Short, I think short passing, right? That's how you yeah. limit a pass rush. Short passes, Godwin... Those type of guys. You can even see Gronk have a game. I don't think so. But, like, I think it'll be a lot of short passing. And we know the problem is Tampa Bay doesn't have a pass catching back that can actually catch. So (laughs) it's going to have to be the wide receivers and the pass catchers there. All right, let's move on to the Sunday games. Those are the three Saturday games. Sunday, uh, we start off with probably the best game of the weekend. It's Baltimore. It's Tennessee. Three and a half the spread here. It's way between three, three and a half. Um... Baltimore's favorite at Tennessee, 55 total. I mean, Tennessee's secondary is so bad. Baltimore's <laughs> passing attack is, is bad. One of these is going to perform better than you expect, and whichever one it is is probably the team that wins the game. You give a preference on which one it is. I have a, a, a I won't say a strong lean, but I have a slight lean. That Tennessee defense has just had so many holes that I want to take Baltimore, even though... This is like a head versus heart situation. So I, I'm curious to see where your lean is um, because I've wanted to take offenses against Tennessee, but I still like Tennessee as a team. So I think if I were betting this game, I would take the three and a half. But I, but as for like flat out winner, I'm not sure. Yeah, I just think the Titans secondary is just so bad. Like... Uh, to me, it's a situation where I, I just believe that the Ravens will get there on the offensive side. Of the Isn't ball. it their pass rush too? I mean, they had 19 sacks this year. The only two teams with fewer is Jag is the Jaguars and Bengals. So it's That's like not good. Yeah, it's the it's not just the secondary; it's the pass rush. It's it's everything involved with the passing defense. Yeah, and if you give Lamar Jackson time in the pocket, he can run. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. I I, I like the Baltimore side here. I think Tennessee is going to be playing from behind. Um, I know Derrick Henry's gonna be really popular. I'm probably gonna let, I'm probably gonna fade him and, and play like a Corey Davis type play. Yeah, I like that call this week. 
there actually was a tweet about this today and someone said like delete the tweet like why why put this behind a paywall and i actually kind of agreed with the sentiment um because i knew the stat already but Corey davis in games the titans lose I mean, has been absolutely bonkers this year um he's been like their best player so if you think that like they're playing from behind and are going to lose Corey davis has been fantastic and baltimore doesn't have a number two corner to begin with so I think that is a really sneaky spot. Uh, Corey Davis has probably been one of my higher own players. I think, I think you just answered this, but would you rather play Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry this week? I think you play Alvin Kamara. Yep. I, I, I know some players coming off the COVID list have been bad, but this is a playoff game, right? Like, he's just... And also, he probably had COVID when he scored the six touchdowns. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just... I mean, like, how, how, how the virus works, like, that realistically is what happened. Like, he had it in his system at that point, so... He should get, like, a reverse asterisk for that. You know how, like, guys who, like, were using performance enhancers, they say, like, yeah, they can be taken with a grain of salt. How about, like, a performance decreaser? Like, COVID. <laughs> Where's that asterisk? That's probably, like, the funniest thing I mean, I agree. It kind of is, like... Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, you would just kind of be like, wow, you know... Um, yeah, it's uh, like the football version of the Doc Ellis pitching on drugs. Yeah, uh, I, I completely <laughs> agree with that assessment. Um, okay, let's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like this game. I do think Tennessee is going to put up some points. Obviously, I just think Baltimore puts up more. It look if Derrick Henry gets three rushing touchdowns, you know, all right, it's probably going to be bad news bears. But yeah. Um, Again, especially on Super Draft, where I assume he's one one X. Like uh, I'm just gonna play some of these other guys and hope it works out. Um, let's move on to that Chicago vaunted offense, as Ricky called it, and the New Orleans Saints here. Um, Forty-seven total. Saints favored by ten. Um, look, I, I don't like this spot at all for the Bears. <laughs> you, you know, Trubisky in a dome is nice, but New Orleans secondary is really good. The, they're good against the run. This is just a really bad matchup on paper. I'm not sure what the Bears are going to do to try to get some points on the board. I guess, like, Darnell Mooney could go bonkers, but I, uh, that's kind of, like, what it needs to happen, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're just taking a shot if you're playing Bears on the volume. I think Jimmy Graham could succeed in this matchup, just seeing – Thinking that, you know, David Montgomery, I think he's going to see volume, by the way. Remember we were bitching for a while how he would, he, I think he had the, like, 100-yard first half and they gave him, like, three carries in the second half. Since that time, let's just go to the final three games. Yeah, but the problem is those matchups were so much better than this one. They were, they're, they're much better, no question. But if you're going to give him, I mean, his, I'll just go touches, 34, 25, 31, his final He's, If he games. gets that many touches in this game, they've lost by 30 and it's over. Okay, well, I'm not talking about the betting perspective. I'm talking about, like, people are not going to play him because of the matchup. And if you're giving David Montgomery 30 touches, I'm taking my shot on him, even against the 85 Bears. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I, I, I just... I, you just don't run on this team. Like, I and guess he can get there. He like, caught nine passes touchdowns. last week. Nine passes last week. Yeah, I just... Ugh. It's one of those spots you're just going to pray and hope. 
That, yes. That's really all it could really come down to at this point. Is pray well, isn't that a lot of DFS? Once you're fading, you're praying and hoping. So if you're playing a contrarian spot, you're playing a back on a low total. This isn't one of those popular backs on a low total, I don't think. I no. think roster construction is mostly going to be pa- you know expensive passing games and Derrick Henry. So that's my thought here. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, it. It's just not my cup of tea. Saints, you know, I think there's a case to be made to play a Latavius Murray in a large field tournament, like, just in case they limit Kamara's workload on the way back, right? They get up big, and then they just, like, sit him. I think there's yeah. a case for that. Latavius Murray could just, like, if they get up big, it could be Latavius Murray, you know, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I think that's possible. So I, it, if just thinking about, like, playing multiple entries, I definitely think Latavius Murray makes some sense. Um, but, you know, Michael Thomas is back, too. He basically hasn't played with Drew Brees all season. I, I know Jeff Manns has his own theories about that, and I can't honestly can't say I have any proof that they're wrong. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But to me, I, I, I would just really focus on this running game. I think the Bears are going to be in trouble. Like Maybe they throw for the first touchdown, but after that I think it's going to be short passing, round and pound. And I, I just don't like this spot for the Bears' offense at all. This could be like 28-3. to I think there's that kind of possibility here. There definitely is that possibility. Just checking in on the Bears' injury report. It is long. I don't know if you've seen this. Darnell Mooney hasn't been practicing. I haven't seen the updated one today. I mean, um, they're done at that point. Like, what are they? Like, Allen Robinson's going to draw a lot. Marshawn Lattimore, and they're going to have no one else to throw it to. Roquan Smith, who missed some big tackles last week, he's out. It looks like the good news is I, this is what I was looking for. Eddie Jackson, who's been banged up in the secondary. Akeem Hicks, Jimmy Graham, a bunch of other guys. They're practicing, but uh, yeah, like you said, no Darnell Mooney. How are you going to move the ball? I guess like Anthony Miller, resurrection for the playoffs. Is he even alive? Yeah. I mean, I, can't, I don't think I've heard that name in like a month. Yeah, Would not, be something, right? If you, that's where he pops in the playoffs. It would, it would be prime Anthony Miller. Just like everyone's <laughs> forgotten about him, and then he magically just pops, you know, like eight catches for 100 and a touchdown. And you're like, how the hell did that guy know to play Anthony Miller? He won a million dollars with Anthony Miller. So now, of course, I'm going to play Anthony Miller. Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the last game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Oh, boy. Talk about an injury report. Uh, Cleveland has been absolutely ravaged with COVID. Um, that being said, this game is still on. Um, it's only a six-point spread here. That just shows you how bad Pittsburgh's been for a month and a half. Like, you know what? Like, I- I've been wrong on a lot this season. But I was damn right that this Pittsburgh team was fraudulent. Yes, they yep. went like 11-0. Yes, they did cover that alternate t- total because the Colts choked. But my God, were they fraudulent. Like, couldn't have been more right that they were just a completely fraudulent team. And then, of course, they, dra- they draw the COVID-ravaged team in the first round. It's just like, oh, come on. Like, I would favor the Colts over them. Uh, There's like... The only team that, like, basically I think they can beat is, like, the depleted Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you were shouting from the mountaintops. I will not lie that one of my favorite parts of the week was when the lines came out and you and Rob, who is uh, our boss here at Elite, would scream at each other in DM about the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) That was probably my favorite part of the end of the weekend because I'd have to be writing my football article, which took forever, and there would be some comedic relief. Uh, that you were saying they weren't as good as we thought they were. And, you know, I was always on your side in the fact that I wasn't taking them as double-digit favorites, which they were every week, and the rest of the group was picking them. So I'm with you. 
this one is so hard to handicap. I mean, the line has gone up to six. Now it's getting to the point where is should they really be favored by six by anyone in these you know against anyone in these playoffs? No. And at at six, I think I'm back betting the Browns. <laughs> like I'm I'm that much on the other side of of this version of the Pittsburgh team. I think now the the hate has gone too far. Yeah, it's just. It's to me. It's just like I think that they can do enough in the passing game to survive here. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna like. I know Big Ben's knee is probably an issue. Like I, I've been first one of the first people on that. I, I think that that's definitely true. I think he's been very limited. That being said, I, I just don't know how Cleveland's gonna move the ball with any consistency this week. I, I, their defense is gonna be bad. Like. You know, it's really interesting what to do with Pittsburgh and DFS. I think James Conner is going to be like 1%, and I think he's got two touchdown upside. Um, so he's a guy that I'll just hold my nose and pray. As I, just, because I just the upside's there. I think I don't think Benny Snell's going to get into this rotation in the playoffs. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think that they're going to ride Conner as long as he's healthy in these playoffs because he's their best back. And that doesn't mean he's any good. It's just the best of the options they got. Yeah, see, that's why I'd rather go Montgomery because I don't have to guess, but, I, you know, this is the alternative to going that route. Yeah, I just think a lot more. I just, I'd just i rather take the six-point favorite against the COVID-written team than take the 10-point dog, you know? Yeah, I get it, but, I mean, it's the 10-point dog who has been involved in the passing game as of late, so, like, there's that aspect. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a legitimate conversation. I do think Benny Snell factors in, so then it's a matter of... Oh, yeah, God. Benny Snell is so bad. It's a matter of is James Conner a eighty percent of the you know market share in the backfield? Is he forty percent? It it just gets it's annoying to me. Yeah, I, I just don't think Benny Snell's going to be a factor. I got to be honest. Like I, I just don't think he's good. Um, you know, like last game he played six carries for zero yards. Like just I'm just not bad. I'm just going to play Conner and hope. Um, We'll see, though. Uh, yeah. that, that that definitely could go wrong. I, I definitely acknowledge that could go wrong. But, um, you know, and then last week against the Browns, three carries for 10 yards. Like, No Peoples-Jones. Are you playing Landry and or Higgins? You know what the frustrating part is? I Peoples-Jones is the best receiver, and I would have just much rather leveraged him. Um, <laughs> I think he just played Landry. Or Hooper. Yeah. But I'm not desperate about it. Was Hooper on the COVID list? I don't even remember who the hell all has COVID. Um, I'm looking at the injury report. Where's the COVID list? Aren't, they on the same, aren't the COVID guys on the list? Um, not the one I was just looking at, but. Yeah, that's not definitely, definitely not on that one. Yeah, it's weird that they do it that way. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They're not on the official injury report, which makes so it they're defensive annoying. players. Hodge and Betonio, I think, are the ones that I got. Okay. So, uh, I guess it's probably Landry and Hooper, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I like Juju for the playoffs. I think he's a guy that could just, like, step up. 
Not a great regular season, but he definitely could have a big playoff role. By the way, James Conner caught five balls in that loss to the Browns. That definitely flew a bit under the radar. I don't recall that. Yeah, mostly because it was Mason Rudolph and you really weren't paying attention. But Correct. he had eight targets. Like, that's a lot of targets for James Conner. Yeah. And the other running backs had a combined one. So I, I think we are seeing the James Conner kind of con- – like, I think it's starting to condense. So, uh, I think it's a nice tournament leverage play. Okay, we're done. We've covered six NFL games. I know that was torture for you, Ricky. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, during NBA season, talking anything but NBA just makes my head want to explode. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Let's talk NBA here for a few minutes. Um, you know, we are two weeks in. I'll just let give you the floor. What do you think the biggest surprise has been in the NBA? The biggest surprise, well, I can tell you from today's news, just because I wanted to talk about this, that, well, A, the Hawks aren't as good as I thought they were, but did you see the news today? Oh, that John Collins doesn't think the offense should run through Trey Young? That, yeah, John Collins and Trey Young are basically, like, feuding. And Well, about Trey Young, I'd tell John Collins to get in his damn place. I wonder if this is the cause I, I saw the coach said something about how Trey Young wasn't running the offense perfectly, you know, a few games ago either. After he was coming off a stretch of, you know, a bunch of near triple double games. And then Trey Young just didn't want to shoot his last time. It was like he only wanted to pass the ball to John Collins to to say, like, look, here, I'm giving you a game. Let's see how it goes. And let's see, what was they lost that game, didn't oh, they? Oh, they got destroyed. By yeah, Charlotte. that was Exactly. I mean, they lost that game handily, so it was definitely a case or a uh, notch on Trey Young's belt to be like, look, I did not shoot at all during this game. You went for 23-11. and 11. We ran it through you, and uh, we lost. I mean, Trey Young took nine shots in that game. Nine shots. He did that, that is... crap in the preseason, too. It was driving me nuts. Yeah, I don't know why he... he... He just, I mean, look at the games before that, 22, 16, 21. So something clearly changed in his mindset. And it's got to be all this infighting that's going on behind the scenes, which apparently includes the coach. Yeah. John Collins is not that good. Offense should run through Trey Young every single bleeping possession that he's on the floor. Like, that that should be your offense. Stop overthinking this. (sighs) Oh, well. Uh, for me, the biggest surprise, I have to admit, is that NBA teams are taking the resting rule seriously, Ricky. Yeah. Like, Kawhi Leonard played back-to-back, played 37 minutes. LeBron's only missed, like, one game, if he even missed one. Like, we just keep assuming these guys are going to miss in these three and fours, even if they're on national TV. And no one wants to take the fine. No one wants to be the first one. I don't know what Adam Silver did. Like, even on Wednesday, the Celtics and the Heat. I promise you they didn't want to play the game. If that game was not on ESPN, there is no chance that game was being played. But someone went in the locker room and went, hey, um, this is a national TV game and we have a new contract. If you guys like your money, go play. I I don't know what Adam Silver did, but he got the players to buy in. So far. Yeah, it's been... I don't know if it's a pleasant surprise because we still get guys like questionable on the injury report. Yeah, and we get it wrong every freaking time. Yeah, but knowing that there's less of a chance for it to happen is helpful. 
So we're recording this on Friday. The Lakers are on the second end of a back-to-back, and we have no choice now but to just assume that they're both in. So let's reconvene on Saturday and see what's happened here. <laughs> right. So if Kawhi Leonard sits uh, like on a non-back-to-back, and then LeBron and AD sit against the Bulls, right? Yeah, that, that's how this works. Or at least that's how it would have worked in 2020. Maybe it doesn't work like that in 2021. But, uh, yeah, that to me has been the biggest surprise so far. Um, oh, I, I should have mentioned I have another one. It's the Suns is the other one for yeah, me. Yeah, I was just going to bring them up. They have been excellent taking the ball. I, I wouldn't say taking the ball out of it, but limiting the possessions that Devin Booker is dominating has made them a better team with Chris Paul. I expected them to be good. I'm not sure I expected them to be this good. The defense is what's driving. The defense, yep. it's been unbelievable. They actually, like, set a new record in my model for, like, DVP for each position. And I was like, I don't think, I, like, basically, like, there's a couple positions where players are doing 25% worse than average. And it's yeah. like, I don't know if you're going to, if that's going to hold over their whole season. But, like, I still, I still cut it to, like, 20%. Like, they've been good. And it's like every time I turn on the Suns, I, I look. I'm not even turning on the Suns because I haven't rostered any Suns. But like I'm looking at the box score, like, oh, you know, are there any Suns or whoever they're playing that's going to beat me? And it's like, nope, everyone's just doing bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Siakam was the first one, I think. Well, that was kind of a that was a little predictable in that like he couldn't he possibly was, be this bad forever, and they didn't an really optimal. have a four. He but I just optimal, didn't. So, I tr- yeah. I had tried it too many times, and I was just like, I'm not going back to this well one more time. Yeah, by the way, they're so far ahead of the next team in defensive efficiency, which which is another shocker, by the way, that Cleveland is number two. I'm um, done. I, I've been adjusting Cleveland up now for like a week because I didn't believe it. I'm finally just going to have to just believe it. Yeah. Uh, whatever they've done in their defensive scheme, maybe it's just as simple as Kevin loves the out. The schedule keeps scaring me, but God, it's consistent. and It's every damn game. Yeah, I'm try- like trying to think... Like, what, I mean, maybe Colin Sexton. Um... I mean, here's the schedule so far, right? We do have to hit, like, there's still some grain of salt here. Like, Cavs, I'm sorry, uh, Hornets, Pistons, 76ers on a back-to-back with uh, no Embiid. Knicks, Pacers, they give up 119 of the Pacers. Hawks, Magic, Magic, Grizzlies. So, like... Yeah. There's definitely a greatness. And it was a little bit of salt. They got the Bucks tomorrow. I'm certainly gonna probably make them neutral at best when I do those predictions. It was Tyus Jones Grizzlies, right? You were right about those minutes. So frustrating. No, 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 I'm just saying because Cleveland's like again above and beyond number one against point guards. I'm not sure we can believe that given the point guards they've faced. Yeah, I mean it was yeah, six assists though. He did get the overs and assists despite losing those all those damn minutes, so that was nice at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, though. Like, D'Anthony Melton did not need to play 21 minutes. He was really bad from the start, but whatever. Um, yeah, the Cavs have definitely de- – their defense has been better than expected. They're, they're It's tough, too. They're like, they're getting injury riddled, but they're 5-4. and four. Like, they are, you know, not getting destroyed, so that's always um, something to consider. Uh, one more surprise for me, and I think this is going to end tonight, so this is why I'm going to bring it up, is Bogdan Bogdanovich has been – Horrible shooting. Um, yep. I think it's just a sample size thing. I'm not freaking out. As you mentioned, actually, on our live stream, you said, like, the Nets was a terrible spot for him. And then it was a back-to-back in MSG. And, like, everyone knows you can't shoot in that arena. Oh, I have, I, have to, I forgot to mention that. I might have, and I have to go back and look. I haven't looked at this in a while. 
The backdrop at MSG was super weird the first week, and I meant to see how teams were shooting at Madison Square Garden uh, because it, lo- it was re- like it looks really, really, really weird. Oh, so that was that Jazz game was the first game back off the road trip. Let me see how did the Jazz shoot. Shot thirty-two percent and forty-four percent from the field. That backdrop, have you seen it, Ricky? No, I heard you talking about it, and I haven't noticed it. Yeah, so this is the well. It's because they've been on the road for a while. They hadn't been back home. It's been, it's weird. Like the other arenas have like kind of like the standard, you know, like stands. MSG has like this big gap. Like it's like they almost have like the basketball court like on top of the hockey rink, and like they're keeping like the hockey rink like stands and not putting in the basketball ones since there's no fans sitting there, and it. The backdrop looks really, really weird. And the Jazz, yet another team that goes in there and can't shoot. Donovan Mitchell, 2 for 10 from 3. Mike Conley, 0 for 6. Bogdan, 1 for 7 from 3. So once again, um, you know, another road team can't shoot in there. I think that's going to be a trend. Um, It's only a three-game sample size. I noticed it after the first two, and then the Knicks went on the road. So again, another poor team shooting at MSG. Um, look, I mean, the Thunder can't shoot anyways, but they're playing at MSG tonight. So, I mean, they'll shoot bad, and then I'll be like, see, it's real. But I'm not. I, I The Thunder can't shoot against anyone, so I'm not going to yeah, take that exactly. with too much of a grain of salt. But, but uh, yeah, I guess that, that will convince me, not that I was anywhere close, but not to play Shea Gilgis on a team with a 102 applied total. Yeah, the, the, I, yeah. i got to be honest. Like, if you're, I doubt this gets out before the Friday slate, slate but if it does... Um, Boy, the Celt- I, I don't know what your projections are. My projections basically are just telling me to play four Celtics on every team. Yeah, the Celtics rate well. Highest total sure. of the night. And if I just don't like if I don't and for example, like if I don't think Taco's playing a ton of minutes, and this total's going up too, since we even started the show. Um it was at two thirty four, it's up to two thirty five and a half. Like if it's not Taco playing minutes, then all the usage is going to Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and it's gonna be up and down the floor. Yeah, the only problem with Jalen Brown is the price tag. But I just man. what what what's it matter? Right. I I've, I've made that excuse like three slates in a row now. I'm like he's not worth that price. He's not worth that price. Well, guess what? If he's worth that price against the damn Heat and he's taking 23 shots, and guess what? The shot attempts aren't going to go anywhere. It's not like that. Uh, there's anyone else in the Celtics that's going to take a shot in this rotation now. So. Yeah. I kind of think the 20 shots are here to stay. If the 20 shots are here to stay and the rebounds are going to be there because, well, now it's Daniel Tice, there's not even Tristan Thompson out there or Grant Williams out there. Like, the rebounds aren't going anywhere. He's probably worth the price. Yeah. I I can't argue. I mean, like, that team total is not one I would talk people off of if they, uh, they I, had a strong conviction. Yeah, I just – I mean, I don't know. It's all the other games, totals are going down and that one's going up. And it's just like, yeah, it's weird to stack on a – was that 10 games late? Nine games late? 10 games late? But I don't know. A lot of these teams are starting to get healthy. Um, tough for me to really kind of find a spot. Like, you know, Christian Wood's probably going to be back for the Rockets tonight. And, you know, I guess the Kings are probably the one team that gets injury depleted. But you really want to play. I guess Halliburton's a nice value. But you, you really want to play Buddy Heald against that Toronto defense? Really? Uh, no, I don't want to play Buddy Heald very much at all. Yeah, after. you know, uh, Bagley, I guess. I, I do want Boucher. to play Bagley. Yeah, I guess that's that could be an option. But, again, it's not 
I'm not desperate to do it. Clippers Warriors. I mean, I've done the Kelly Oubre thing for a month. I probably have to keep going, but <laughs> he'll eventually learn how to shoot again. Or yeah. he'll be broke. He'll be one or the other. Yep. I mean, it's, the price is just going to keep going. He's he's going to get into the 4Ks next week if he doesn't have a big game. It's like, I'm not stopping there. Guy can have 30 points and a half. So. All right. Anything else you want to talk about the NBA? I think we had a good conversation there. Yeah, I think we, we covered it. Probably start next week. We're going to move exclusively to the NBA. Since I can feel Ricky's pain about talking through NFL. <laughs> through, like, we, I don't have the camera on, but I can just feel it in his voice. He's just like, God, that was the worst. <laughs> and, like, it's like eating your spinach. And then I was like, all right, basketball. Now you get to have fun. And like, pick your dessert now. Exactly. That, that's, I'm, I'm shocked it wasn't even more clear than that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, basketball is, is my baby right now. And so moving forward, I would definitely prefer that that would be what we talk it about. It is what we're going to talk about. Uh, just, okay, cool. Six games, I was just like, I, I can't do it. Four games, I don't really care about four bad football games. There'll be yeah. plenty of content out there in the world to digest four football games. So you don't need it from us. Exactly. So. All right. With that, um, I'm the Siege. Um, we'll be back next week. Until then, have fun, everybody. <laughs>